0: Let's not forget, all those who died as military United States soldiers, protecting you and I, let's remember, respect, and appreciate them as we do the country they fought for. The United States is free because of these brave men and women fighting and engaging in combat against those who wanted to take our freedoms away. Fighting souls, their Here's lives were guy. not lost in vain. We need to make sure of that
1: men who jump and die, men who mean just what they say, the brave men. Dream
0: That's what we should be thinking about this Memorial Day weekend. Not complaining how the hamburgers are undercooked or a family member is drinking too much again at the picnic. You gotta sit out way over on the other side away from the obnoxious he or she. No. It's all about the soldiers who died. The book says there's no greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. These men and women are truly American heroes. That's what it takes to be a hero. Hey, what does ICU mean to you? Those three letters. Well, it's intensive care unit at a hospital, correct? And man, is that a scary place or what? Nobody wants to find themselves there as a patient or visitor, Or a nurse or doctor, perhaps also, but definitely not as a patient and a nurse and a a visitor. Place where death is common in the ICU. I prefer the meaning of ICU when I was a younger lad playing with my little babies. You remember that, covering and uncovering your eyes with your hands. I see you. I see you. Oh, and that little baby giggle that would ensue. Ah, so refreshing and heartwarming. It makes you smile. You're not human if you don't smile at a baby's giggle. Now, on the other hand, of course, you get that uncontrollable cry from a baby, and then it's a different story. All of a sudden, you want to yell at the top of your voice, shut up! But you don't, most of the time. So speaking of ICU And people dying at the hospital. There's this lady, Becky Hawkins, and she was a nurse all her life. She wrote a book called Transitions. I probably should have tried to get her on the show. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. I need to make more effort in that area, I believe. But anyway, her book is called Transitions, which is a nurse's education about life and death. And we can't be afraid of death, by the way. The book says... Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, so that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. Now, this Becky lady, she worked 30 years in hospitals, nursing homes, and hospice centers. Saw a lot of death. One day, she saw three people die in one day. And death, man, it's so final. You leave everybody and everything just like that. You can't take any of your stuff. I don't know why you're saving it in the garage and the attic like you do. I mean, get rid of it all. Have a big yard sale and just sell everything cheap. That big couch, how much does that cost? A nickel. Get rid of it. And you say, oh, well, I want to save it for the kids. (laughs) Your kids don't want your junk either. They're it, When they get it through inheritance or whatever, what do you think they're going to do with it? They're going to sell it or throw it out. So you might as well do it first. But you say, oh, I have antiques. It's old. Still junk. Junk, junk, junk. Don't think it's pawn stars where you're going to make $20,000 uh, off some piece of dusty crap in the corner of your basement. It's not going to work. So Becky Hawkins, the author, the nurse has seen many people on the doorstep of death also, kind of wavering back and forth. And some of her patients, they even went over the line and came back, supposedly. And and they're called near-death experiences. We've all heard about that. And these near-death experiences, they all, all have common denominators to these happenings. Very interesting, I must say. Becky calls those few seconds or minutes or hours that it takes to pass from this life to death the holy ground. The holy ground. And some people are happy to die. They're looking forward to it. Like especially young people to the weekend. Looking forward to the weekend, taking a break from school or work. But that Monday comes around awfully fast. Like Andretti around a turn on the speedway, real fast. And then, as you get older, you realize you know the weekends aren't that great either. Nah, the days and and the weeks they kind of they kind of become one big blur after a while, don't they? No? Yes? Maybe. Now, some people are terrified of death, of the unknown, and sometimes, rightfully so. The book says. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Hey, man, death. That's the final curtain. The final accounting. It's the end. Like Bugs Bunny. Uh, that's all, folks. Yeah, it's the end of our earthly life. And now, we have to answer for it. Which should not come as any surprise, right? Especially as Christians, we're told this from day one. Don't ignore the inevitable. And some people hope there is no God. They don't want any God around at all. During life, after life, whatever. They don't want God because of the decisions that they made in life. They don't want to end up in hell. They don't want to go. Like my first day in kindergarten. Oh, I didn't want to go. I was holding my mom's leg for dear life. I wouldn't let go, crying like a baby, scared like a little baby. Yeah, I can admit that. Yeah, it happened. Now, some people are arrogant and defiant to the very end. These are people that actually believe in God but hate him. They blame God. For their worldly misfortunes. All the pain and suffering. They hold him accountable. They almost want to meet God after they die. Just to yell at him. To start a fight. In, instead of bowing and asking for forgiveness and mercy. You know, what are you going to do when your time comes? Bored guy? Huh? What are you going to do? All of us. Me. You. You. The book says, anyone whose name was not found inscribed in the book of the living was hurled into the pool of fire. What if your name isn't there? What are you going to do? It's like basketball cuts in ninth and 10th grade. Yeah, you try out and then there's a sheet outside the locker room. If your name ain't on it, then you're not on the team. That happened to me twice, cut, two years in a row. It's a terrible feeling. Oh, you feel like you're not wanted. It feels like you're just thrown aside like a piece of garbage. Very disappointing. And I I would always rationalize and, and say, well, there's a click there. There's favoritism. I couldn't break through. Ignoring the main reason is because I stink. Maybe that had something to do with me getting cut. But that disappointment—that's brutal. So you take that disappointment and you multiply it by a hundred trillion, and you still don't come close to the time if your name isn't inscribed in that book. That's a brutal situation. You don't want to be in that position.
2: What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Libby's ice cream homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935.
0: Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products open seven days a week.
1: People are so concerned about politics today. Instead of being on left or right, like your very life depends on it, how about being up or down, heaven or hell? Yeah, your life does depend on that, comrades. Don't Bring Up God keeps it all in perspective. No donkey or elephant party here, just God and the Bible. Don't Bring Up God is here eh, Sunday mornings on WAEB 790 AM from eh, 8 to 9, give or take. Give Robert a call at uh, 610-720-7900. And by the way, is donkey Democrat or Republican? Eh, who knows? Who cares? That number again to call is 610 720
0: 7900. Hee haw, It's time again. That time, that special time of the year for Relic Hunter Firing Line's huge yearly Second Amendment Rally in the Valley. It's on June 8th from 12 to 4. This rally in the valley is an event for all of us to make a stand, to stand up for what's right, the right to bear arms, yes, to own a gun. All kinds of things going on on that day, June 8th, special day, there'll be great speakers, a chance to win a gun, free raffles, door prizes, giveaways, food, and music by WAEB's own Craig Stevens. I, of course, will be in attendance. I wouldn't miss that. So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line's Rally in the Valley for our Second Amendment rights, June 8th from 12 to 4. Their official address is 4671 Egypt Road in Copley, Pennsylvania. Their phone number is 610-440-1911. See you there. Little houses for you hey, it's Memorial Day weekend. Hope everybody's having a good time. Don't forget, don't forget those who died for us, man. Those brave soldiers. You see those documentaries on TV? The things they go through, brutal, brutal. The things they've seen, brutal, and they come back, man. You think they're just going to come back and assimilate in regular society, regular calm, cool society? It ain't that easy. I've heard horror stories, man. So respect those dead and respect those living, the veterans. We're talking about Becky Hawkins. She wrote this book. She was a nurse for 30 years, writing this book about transitions and these near-death experiences. What's the deal with that? Is there legitimacy there? Now, Becky, she says some people run from death and some people walk and stroll towards it. And believing in God and Jesus, that makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, it does. She finds that people that are dying, they're much calmer and accepting of the process of what's going to be happening. They understand it, and they accept it, and they're at peace. As opposed to those who don't believe in God, they're much more restless. Restless anxiety. I wonder why. I mean, you got to understand the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, number one, and then ours. Becky's message, one of them, is don't be afraid at that point. You won't be alone. Becky talks about these out-of-body experiences, and she's heard them firsthand. She, she's sitting in the chair with these people one-on-one a lot of times as they die, other people in the room sometimes, but she's seen it. She lived it. So she's a bit of an authority on what happens and what doesn't for the most part. She talks about a young kid who had polio, and she told her dad about what happened in the hospital to her about how she was detached from her body and went to a place of intense light. Now, light is mentioned in the book a lot. Jesus himself is the word, is the light. The book says, The city does not need the sun, for the glory of God gives it light. Uh, At the end of time, there won't be a sun or a moon, any of that stuff. It's unnecessary. So this young girl with polio... Felt this intense light and seen it. She also felt this cocoon of warmth, love, and safety. This cocoon. Sort of like when I was young and slept too much. Too much. Munch? Too much. I would throw five blankets over my head in bed. Oh, just laying around in there, feeling so safe in my little cocoon. And I'd make a little hole just enough to breathe. And then once I perfect it, perfected that that system of mine, I would get a straw and stick it in a hole even smaller and put it in one of my nostrils. Just enough to stay alive and just stay under my covers in my cocoon. Cocoons! So much of a cocoon. One time, my mom she came into the room and she threw the covers off me, put on the light and said, hey, time to get up! And then I flew out an open window. <laughs> So this little girl that had polio, she never felt this light before and this warmth, love, and safety, a place of no pain and total peace. It was indescribable. She said normally on earth we have five senses, right? But when she was in this out-of-body experience, it felt like she had a thousand senses taking in so much, absorbing all the magnificent beauty of it all. And she didn't want to come back. No. So, afterwards, after the operation or coma that she was in, or I'm not sure what it was, I'm bad on details, as we all know. But she later told her father about this, about all that happened. And the father told the kid, ah, it was just a dream. You know, don't worry about it. Don't tell anybody either. Uh, I mean, he was probably thinking at the hospital, they would think she was nuts and maybe. You know, you keep her longer, you medicate her, who knows what they can do. So she just, so he just told her, don't worry about it. Keep it to yourself. It was a dream, not a big deal. So this kid grew up, but never forgot about this experience. And then she later read similar experiences by people, the same exact thing she went through. So she realized, you know what? It wasn't a dream. Just like the reverse, when you're sleeping and you're dreaming you're scoring the winning touchdown as three pretty girls are smiling at you in the stands. Yeah, yeah, and then you wake up and you realize it was a dream. Then you try to desperately get back to sleep. You want to finish that dream, but you can't. So it's over until the next evening. Now, this girl who had polio and went through this out-of-body experience, she never actually saw God. She didn't say that. And as we know, none of us can see God until after we die and resurrect. Now, that's something to look forward to. The book says, as for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake. So that's a beautiful thing. Now, this nurse, who saw many people die in hospitals and uh, hospices and all those places, uh, she had another account of an older guy dying in his house. And he spent most of his time lying in bed, staring out the window and, and around the room, just looking and staring like he was seeing something. And then he finally asked Becky, the nurse who was sitting with him in the room, he goes, "Do you see them?" And Becky's like, "What? What are you talking about?" He said, "There's a room full of angels right here. Don't you see them? They're here." And he was smiling all the time. His face was in awe as he looked upward, and he kept his arms and hands raised up, off and on. Now, sort of like. Uh, the movies, when you raise your hand, when, when there's a stick-up, a guy sticks a gun in your back and says, stick him up and you raise your hands, sort of like that, stick him up sort of like uh, the lion on The Wizard of Oz, if I can throw him in there. He didn't say stick him up he said put him up put him up put him up when he was starting a fight, something like that. So this guy in the room, man, he didn't have medication, and he was not hallucinating. And then later he calmly died. Uh, Do we get escorted by angels? Do we see angels at the end? I'm sure you guys got stories like this. I've heard many. Feel free. Let me know about them. 610-720-7900. Yeah, I'm talking to you. We won't think you're nuts. We'll believe you. But, but I don't know if we're escorted by angels. The book says, Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. That's what it said in the book. And Abraham's bosom is a place where the righteous in God await judgment. So it's interesting. Do, are they there? Are, are they making it up? Is it real? Another story, another interesting story by this lady, this nurse who saw plenty of death for 30 years. She talked about an 82-year-old woman, and three times prior, she died. And three times, they shocked her back with those paddles, you know, those paddles, those electric shock paddles that the doctor uses. And she got to the point where she told everybody, she said, look, no more. If I'm going to die... Let me die. Don't use those paddles. Uh, Let me go. Leave me alone. And you wonder why she was so adamant this time. Well, evidently, she previously saw this bright light that we're talking about in a near-death experience. She also heard music and felt, once again, that intense place of peace, joy, and love. And she never felt like this before. That intense, euphuric, not sulfuric, it's you, euphuric. How do you spell that? Euphuric feeling. And she said, if I feel that way again, I'm not leaving that. It's amazing. Never felt like that before. I'm not leaving it this time, so if I die, let me die. Don't paddle me back. And later that night, she calmly died in her chair. Very serene, situation. So what's the explanation for all this? I don't know. It's kind of confusing. You're not sure what to believe or uh, or uh, what to believe or not to believe. I mean, you tell me. You guys explain this. I don't know. I have ideas. I have certain guidelines to follow. But when, when you hear so many stories about this, when somebody dies, you start thinking about it. And in the meantime, you think about Queen's Nutritional Products also. Oh, yeah, don't forget about them. All week, they have sales going on. And remember, they have fruit and nut trays available also. You know, great for these picnics that you're having this weekend. Sure they are. Vitamins. These are all 25% off. You have VitaLogic, Gia Herbs, Cal, Solaray, Enzymatic Therapy, 25% off. And then, of course, my my favorites, the organic stuff. Raw sunflower seeds, $3.99 a pound. Pitted prunes, $8.95. Raw filberts, $9.99. And raw cashews. I love cashews. That's my favorite peanut. $8.95 a pound. And then the specials. You got rolled oats, $1.50 for two pounds. Pitted prunes, $2.99 a pound and raw almonds 580 a pound and then of course don't forget about the california pitted dates as opposed to regular dates with the pits evidently you know like a peach or you know, like grapes some no they all have pits what am i talking about what has pits and sometimes doesn't like watermelon no they do they always have i'm totally confused there's something out there that you can have it with pits or no pits ah uh, whatever. California Pitted Dates, two ninety nine. That's all at Queen's Nutritional Products. Hey, this is Robert from Don't Bring Up God. I first want to thank Relic Hunter Firing Line for sponsoring our show and believing in what we do. You know, I never thought I would buy a gun, but I did. I walked into Relic Hunter Firing Line knowing nothing about firearms, but that all changed. Relic Hunter Firing Line gave me safety and gun knowledge, and taught me gun discipline at their on-site training class. I bought a 357 Magnum, and now practice at the range all the time with their basic membership plan. Relic Hunter Firing Line is off of 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone number is 610-440-1911, opening every day at 10. So whether you're a man or a woman, a beginner or long-time gun owner, shoot for hunting or sport, or for home and self-defense. Relic Hunter Firing Line is number one in the Lehigh Valley. See you there. I hope you can freely bring up God to family and friends,
1: but sometimes they look at you like you got worms crawling out of your ears. As if what is wrong with you? Their message is loud and clear. Don't bring up God. But on this show, don't bring up God, we bring up God. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's the Don't Bring Up God show with Robert every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. Yo, we talked about throwing up on a boat, the Wizard of Oz, the prostate, and the bad attitude of an Oscar rich. But the best, most important topics of all are God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. Yeah, come join the party and call us live at 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900.
0: Hey, we got a call. Who's this?
1: Hi. Hi, how are you?
3: Good. Yeah, this is Jim. I've, I've called in before. Uh, yeah, but about that the near-death experience thing you're talking about, it's, it's uh, I, I, you know, from my experience, it's, it's uh, something you really have to be careful about because the deceiver can really get in there and do some damage. But it it's also can be very authentic. Um, I, I came to the Lord about uh, almost exactly 40 years ago now, back in 78, 79, and that was right in the middle of the Jesus People movement, and there was a line on the Charismatic Renewal, and there was a lot going on that was really kind of strange back then. But uh, you know, there, there there were people. We had a a person that came and lived with us who uh, was spent a lot of time in Israel. But he had a, a near death experience where, he, where uh, same kind of thing as what you're talking about. But um, you know, he came through and it and looking like that was a very authentic thing. And another thing too, you know, a lot of times people talk about the fact that near death experiences are almost always good, but the reason for that is because when they're bad, people don't want to remember them and they uh, you know they they repress them. What, whatever things, you know, whatever experience
0: whatever experience you may have, you got to sift it. Sift it. Is that is there a T at the end of that word? Sift it, sift it through the Bible. Can yeah, you help me with right. that? Is there a T at the end of that word? Is sift it, sift it? Yeah, I agree board guy is it sift or sift through C- all right words again yeah thank you very much no wait where are you going can you hear me i uh, i'm sorry wait a minute i'm let not me, done with you
3: let me pick up okay i'm sorry yeah no i i couldn't hear you very well
0: yeah i know me too i don't know what's going on um <laughs> uh, i was going to ask you if you had if you ever had a near death experience but you're alive so probably not <laughs> but i guess you could uh do you have any uh, experience with family members or friends?
3: No, it's only been it's only been with this uh, this one guy that I knew. Uh, quite Do you while believe ago. him? Yeah, I, I I think within his case it was very real and um, you know brought him to a to a real strong faith in God and and uh, was one of the people that really I learned from when I was a brand new Christian.
0: Yeah, but, well, there's uh, a lot of stories out there. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. As I right, say the word you. appreciate. Yeah, there's a lot of stories like this. And do we just ignore them or do we analyze and figure out what's going on? Hey, we got another call. Who's this?
4: Hey, Robert, how's it going? What's up, Barry? Hey, talking about near-death experiences. I know some people in the family, they, they didn't see necessary angles or anything, but they saw people at the foot of their bed
0: before they passed. Like family members and stuff.
4: Yeah, I don't know if it's family members. They just said what happened to the people that were footed. Yeah, Sometimes it was family members. And I know of another story where a guy was—I uh, think he was nursing home or something—and he was looking down at his body from, from, from above. He was looking down, you know, at the. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: His body. Now uh, these near-death experiences—I actually know some people that have that have had near-life experiences. You know, they almost got to life, but they decided to lay around and be lazy and not get out of bed. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with that? <laughs> but do you believe, so do you believe these people and these stories that they're oh, yeah. seeing?
4: They're authentic. they're they authentic. I mean, I, I, it, there's too many for, there's too many accounts for it not that, you know, for it to be a, a fabrication.
0: It seems or, like there's or, something or, or there. Or
4: hallucination. You know, I even heard of doctors and nurses, doctors in the ICU unit that, that would that would see uh, the spirits of people that were walking you know, in the hallways after the, uh, after the, the, they were deceased. I accounts. Right. So there, there's something to it. I don't know what exactly. I don't know the exact science behind it. And, but it's uh, got to be something out there to, to authenticate it.
0: And you wonder so, if that's coming from God or is it coming from Satan, because Satan can appear as an angel of light and do many, many things. So you got to determine and decide for yourself.
4: That's why it says the Bible says test the spirits.
0: Yes, I agree.
4: you got to test them. All right. All right. Have a safe Memorial Day there,
0: Robert. Yeah, you too. All right. Take care. we got another call. Who's this? That's uh, NJ. NJ, what's up?
5: Yeah, um, you mentioned about uh, your name being uh, written in a book, and it's, uh, it, it does say that uh, in Revelation that uh, your name must be found written and in specific. It says the Lamb's Book of Life. And who is the Lamb? Jesus Christ is a Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And what's interesting is that in order to get your name in the book, right, into the Lamb's Book of Life, Um, Jesus said in John 3.3, unless a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he actually was the first example of being born again. He was the Son of God, God the Son. He was born again as what? The Son of Man. So man can be born again to become a child of God. You ask
0: a question, And and then you say, what, what? That reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin in professional wrestling. He had a shtick where he would he would say something and, What? What? And then the audience would do that back. But I digress once again. Continue.
5: Yeah, so, so the idea is, in order for you to get your name written in the bo- uh, Lamb's Book of Life, uh, you have to, uh, to be born again. And this idea of being born again is acknowledging what you, Jesus did on the cross uh, beaten beyond recognition, a uh, crown of thorns, uh, back ripped open and he went to the cross, shed his blood to take away again our sins.
0: Past and there's two big steps. Did. There's two big steps among others is like you said, being born again and also to glorify God. Two big steps well, that's in life.
5: Right. We, right, Robert. We were created to do what? To there you go again. God. You said
0: what? I'm did you notice sorry. yourself doing that? Which is fine. Yeah. You ask a question and then you go, what?
5: It, okay, we were we were created What? What?
0: To, Stone cold. I, I'm going to start calling you Stone cold. Go
5: ahead. Uh, we were created to glorify God and the rest of it goes and to enjoy him for what forever. What? There you went
0: again. I got a little I'm smile sorry, from the board he guy. He's just, Do you sport guy? You know Stone cold, right? Did you see that act as? Ask your ask your kids about Stone cold and saying, "What? What?"
5: So, oh, is that the commercial with the guy for for the insurance company?
0: It could be, too, but this is uh, Professional Wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish up. Right.
5: So the idea is for us to acknowledge what Jesus did on the cross, that he paid the price for our sins. And when we realize that, Romans ten nine ten 10 says that, uh, "...if thou shalt uh, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart that God raised him up from the dead." Shall be saved, um, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but confession is made with the mouth. So we have to confess first. Believe in our heart what Jesus did on that cross that he took away, again, our sins, and ask him to forgive us of our sins, repent of our sins, turn from our sins, acknowledge that, uh, yes, he shed his blood, I receive you as Lord and Savior, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, and I believe that after three days you were risen again, and you're born again. And what's interesting and is... And that's God's all
0: important word. stuff. NJ, i got to cut you. i got another call. But that's right all from. important stuff. You, you, you condensed and it very nicely. And from the
5: foundations of the earth. God knew who was going to be saved. Why? Because he is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's from
0: everlasting. I agree. Everlasting, everlasting. Thanks, NJ. Sure. Okay, we got a call. Who's this?
6: This is Rita.
0: Rita? Yes. Hi, Rita. How are you?
6: Hi, who are you? Um... I have read, and it was many years ago, and I'd like to share it with you, that um, at the moment of death, the brain releases a hormone which allows it to hallucinate at will.
0: Uh, So you don't believe in these near-death experiences?
6: I believe that the person is hallucinating according to their wish. And that's why it seems to me that it's different for each individual.
0: That's an interesting explanation. I don't know how true that is, just because somebody says it. I don't know if it's true, but it's possible. I don't know. And I'm sorry, I
6: wasn't prepared to speak on your phone today. or I would have gone to look up the information for you a little more exactly, but it was years ago that I read it. Now that they're doing all the information on the brain. But I tend to leave it because I think that um, it, that near-death experience is so different for each individual. Some see light, some see their relatives some see other relatives but it's individualized according to the person
0: uh, that's true right. but there are some similarities there's so there are some common yes. denominators that make you think what's going on here now they, these were doctors or research that came up with this hallucinating thing
6: oh you know i read it in a magazine and i and i get i get a Quite a few magazines. I read my magazine, which no longer prints in paper. Now you can only get it online.
0: It's a convenient explanation, but again, we all have to decide for ourselves and sift it through the Bible on what the Bible says happens and doesn't happen in life and death.
6: When, when Lazarus was dying, Jesus called death in John chapter 11, he called death asleep. Uh, in Ecclesiastes 9, verses 5, 6, and 10, the Bible says that in death, uh, a person knows nothing at all. They are not conscious of anything at all. Yes. Now, when Lazarus came back to life, he didn't say what it was like to be with God or in heaven or in the spirit world. There's, He said nothing about what it was like to be dead.
0: I agree with that, and I was going to bring up later perhaps their visions of their loved ones. Visions, and, and like Paul, for instance, he had a vision— That somebody, a man came to him and told him to go to a Mesopotamia, no, no, I got it written down here somewhere, somewhere, but a vision, and and this guy told him something, and he thought it was from God, so he obeyed. Is it possible that seeing loved ones, and even angels, but especially loved ones, could that be a vision from God to comfort you?
6: There's nothing in the Bible that says anything like that. It says that in death you can know nothing. All right. You couldn't. But um, I think people are, share common ideas about what it's like for before death. And so perhaps some are hallucinating according to what they believe the, the uh, situation would be expected to be.
0: I agree. I mean, it's possible.
6: Why it's, why it's so like in certain people.
0: Yeah. It'd be nice if the Bible was much more clearer on it and, and said exactly, hey, if you're going to die and you're going to see angels or loved ones, it's from the devil. I mean, just point it out in black and white for all of us to see.
6: Well, we have to remember that in the Garden of Eden, uh, the devil told Eve that she wouldn't die. So she doesn't want us to think that when we die, um, that we're completely dead, but that we go on. Yes. Now... In the in the uh, Old Testament the Hebrew word for soul comes from a word means to breathe. And in Genesis two seven it doesn't say that God made Adam a soul, it says he gave it doesn't say he gave him one, it said he became one. It says he became a soul.
0: Yeah. Because
6: from the Hebrew word to breathe means one who is breathed. There is a soul. And that's why in the Old Testament, soul also refers to animals. It talks to all about all the souls in the ocean that God made. Okay. In the original King James.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for all the feedback and your opinions. I very much appreciate that. Yes, have, I do. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, by the way, it's time for Relic Hunter Firing Line's huge yearly Second Amendment rally in the valley. It's on June eighth from twelve to four. This rally in the valley is an event for all of us to stand up and make a stand for what's right. The right to bear arms. Yes, to own a gun. All kinds of things going on on this special day. There will be great speakers, a chance to win a gun, free raffles, door prizes, giveaways, food, and music with WAEB's own Craig Stevens. I, of course, will be in attendance. So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line's rally in the valley for our Second Amendment rights June 8th. From 12 to 4. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing. Clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queen's. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queen's, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queen's Nutritional Products open seven days a week.
2: What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Libby's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935.
0: Hey, this is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday morning on WAB. WAB from 8 to 9. My name is Robert. We're talking about near-death experiences and all the similar stories that pop up. Uh, Are they true or untrue? Are they all made up? Like when I used to try to impress girls at the club in my youth bragging on my long resume, all made up, made up, not true. But are all these stories of bright lights and comfort and angels and seeing loved ones, are they all lies? Another story by this Becky Hawkins, who was a nurse for 30 years that saw a lot of light, a lot of death, rather, a lot of light. There is a lot of light in the studio here. My eyes hurt. But the, the Hawkins, she wrote a book called Transitions. And another story from that book, she talked about a deceased mom who came back to a dying son the night before he died. And, and she comforted him, saying, it's okay, I'm going to get you through this, it's not a big deal, it'll, it'll be fine. As she sat in the corner of the room in a chair, according to the son. And the nurse came in, this Becky, and said, is everything okay? And, and he's fine. Even though his body seemed to be breaking down, she noticed a urine bag, which was bloody, and she knew not everything was right, but, but but this guy was in was serene and still saying, Oh, everything's okay. I feel no pain, no nothing. But she saw this bag of bloody urine. Man, when you got a bag of bloody urine, there's a problem. Something's going on. I, I hate bags of bloody urine. I, I mean, once I had a bag of bloody fish... When I went fishing, I caught like three and my dad chopped off the head and tail and gutted it. It was very messy and bloody. But a bag of bloody fish, that's okay. But a bag of bloody urine, there should be a movie, a horror movie about that. That should be the title. But dead people, for the most part, as uh, the nice lady said earlier, are asleep. They're not active and mobile for the most part. And as I said, perhaps they were a vision sent by God to comfort the people that are about to die. Again, Paul, he had a vision. A man said, come to Macedonia. And, and he did, knowing and believing that that was a message from God. So who knows? Is it a vision? Is, or what is it? Is it real? I, I, like I said, once you're dead, I don't think you have the mobility and the communication skills anymore. No, that's done. You're asleep until the second coming. And when is death official? When your heart stops? Hey, you got those paddles that the doctors use. They they come in, they zap you, and then you're back to life. I mean, does that constitute dying and coming back from the dead? I don't think so. Those ping pong paddles again. That's what they look like, ping pong paddles. The doctor came in one time. I was in that type of situation with somebody, and he came in with the paddles I said, hey, this is no time for playing games. A little quick game of ping pong. What are you doing? So is death the last heartbeat, the last breath, the last brainwave? Hey, not necessarily. Now that's something that we all have to decide on. I, I can't do all the work. I don't know all the answers here. Hey, I'm not I'm not like a magic eight ball for everybody. Hey, I'm just like you. Remember, regular people, regular guy, regular all that. Remember the book says it is appointed that man die once, and after death be judged. So we die once. But is there that gray area between final physical life and physical death? You know, maybe you get stuck there sometimes, and maybe you see a glimpse of paradise while you're there, like Star Trek. You know, when they transport you up, sometimes there's a glitch, and they don't get up. They're and and they're, they're, the sounds are going, and the visuals are going, but then there's a glitch and and the transport fails, and he comes back to where he started from. He doesn't get beamed up. Who knows? Hey, we got a call. Who's this? Hey, morning, it's Joe. What's up, Joe? Hey, uh, happy Memorial Day to everyone. All right, we got to roll. We got to callers, and yep. we're running out of time again. Quick yeah, point: there's a, lot of, there's a lot of scripture you got to cover to to discern
7: this. Uh, they can be real and godly, but they can be. Um, counterfeits from Satan, and you take the account of Stephen when Stephen was stoned to death and in Acts chapter seven. You know the second half there, uh, on his transition from life to death, he saw the heavens open, Jesus standing there welcoming him. Um, then take uh, the rich man and Lazarus in Luke chapter sixteen, that second half of the chapter, um, where you know this this rich man was in hell and wanted someone... But what you, I, I'm to sorry back. to
0: interrupt, but what you said about Stephen, that mm. almost confirms the fact that maybe yeah. after... Well,
7: a godly, that was a godly experience. But Well, they, there's maybe there's these other...
0: are godly experiences with the afterlife, uh, uh, near-death well, experiences.
7: Well, take the one that I'm explaining about Lazarus. If you see people around your bed, I would say that's ungodly because uh, in, in that account, it says no one can pass, no human being can pass from their eternity back to to, uh, life, but, you know, we are escorted by angels to heaven, so you know, there, there's some areas you got to be really careful on. We got to test it with the Word of God. I agree. I like and, your
0: story about Stephen. I'm going to have to look at that and analyze that again. I hate again, to cut you. Compared- I hate to cut you off, but I have a story that I got to get in here. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Talk to you later. Right. Amazing yep. story by Doctor Lloyd Rudy. He's a cardiac surgeon. And by the way, his tip for avoiding heart attacks is keep your mouth clean because sometimes. You get infections in your mouth that enter the bloodstream, go to your heart, and cause cause heart attacks. So keep your mouth clean. Go out and buy a new toothbrush today. But he had a patient who died on the operating table. They couldn't stop the bleeding, and they were out of options. So they turned the life support machines off, and he was pronounced dead, this patient. And the vital sign monitor... The, the vital sign monitors were still on. They forgot to turn them off. So the doctors, after the operation, the failed operation, they left to clean up and to change around. And 20 minutes later, they came back, ready for ready for the autopsy. They were going to make things proper and ready for the autopsy. Which that autopsy word, I hate that word. Autopsy, topsy, it's like tipsy, topsy, tipsy, tipsy. You got to be tipsy to do one. And I, They never used to do these autopsies, and now they do them at a drop of a hat. You can still say no, right? I mean, I don't want one of those. I mean, keep your hands off. And you hear stories of being violated. Yeah, you know, Kinnison had a routine on that, which I won't get into. I know some of you remember. But I to me, I don't think you need an autopsy most of the time. But anyway, these doctors, they went back to the operating table after this person died on the table... Getting things in order, and all of a sudden the monitoring machines start making faint noises. Yes, they were showing signs of life, like the heart, you know, when they flatline, and then it, boop, boop, boop. I mean, very faint, and they noticed it, and they realized the patient was reviving on her own. And the doctors quickly assisted with medication. And what happened, this patient, who was essentially dead for 20 minutes, came back to life. Now, how is that possible? After 20 minutes, she didn't have brain damage. And evidently, the patient and the doctor talked about this later after the fact. And she said that, hey, I was floating above the operating table. I could see and hear everything. And she described everything in detail. What's with that? And the doctor himself became very emotional and beside himself. And he realized at that point that, you know what? There's a higher power out there. That's what the doctor said came to grips with. There is a higher power outside ourselves. And I'm thinking, what kind of power is the doctor talking about here? Is he talking about the power of brand cereal to clean your pipes? The power of suggestion where a hypnotist can make you cluck like a chicken? No, I'm thinking that power that he witnessed was the power of God. The book says, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. And, and the doctor's friends, as it turned out, other doctors, they talked about this, and they all had similar experiences. You know, these near-death experiences, they're happening. I mean, and what's they're all about? And once you have these near-death experiences, you become unafraid to die. I mean, before, they're scared out of their gourd about dying, and all of a sudden, they're calm and cool. By the way, what's a gourd? Gourd, that's a funny word. Gore, I mean, not out-gore, gourd. Gourd. They're hard-like and they're fruit, vegetable. What are those gourd things? Scary things. I think a pumpkin's considered a gourd. Aren't they? Isn't it? Whatever. Where was I? But there, are, But the people that had these near-death experiences, all of a sudden, they're not afraid to die. Why? Because death brings us to God and Jesus. And that is our ultimate destination. And Paul the writer in the New Testament, he agrees. He says, yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and, and at home with the Lord. Home. You know, go home, going home, go home. Like like phone home, go home, phone home. Like, like E.T., yeah, E.T. Remember E.T., love E.T. And you know what? By the time we all die, we are kind of like E.T., all frailed up and wrinkly and shriveled up. Yeah, we're all E.T.s, bony backs and long, skinny arms, no muscle on them anymore. Yeah, E.T. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Do we got a call there? Are right, we got a call? Who's this? Hey, uh, that lady caller was a ray of light in a sea of darkness. She was nice. I, I like that. I like that call. She had a good, a lot of good things to say and to contemplate over.
3: Well, Rob, in my view, you can't trust these near-death experiences. Uh, As I said previously, the brain is its own drug pusher. When the Bible was written, obviously, they didn't know about the psychology. They didn't know about the biochemistry. There was no concept of endorphins or dopamines or, uh, you know, the lady was right. Uh, The brain, when we die, it emits these endorphins and dopamines, it's not unlike L S D. It's like a defense mechanism.
0: So man you can't trust it. so you can't trust near death experiences, but we can trust you, right? Walt. Well man is man is the only animal
3: that's too proud to die. No,
0: I'm not talking about man. I'm talking specifically you, Walt. We can trust you <laughs> in everything you say that it's hundred percent truth, right? Rob, just I hope, I hope you send your NRA application. All right, got to let up with that. Uh, oh, there you go. That was good old Walt. Uh, we'll talk to you again, I'm sure. So the near-death experiences, you're going to have to decide what's up with that. The book says, he who fears the Lord will have a happy end, even on the day of his death. He will be blessed. So what does that mean, he we will be blessed? I mean, what does that mean? Perhaps added comfort and peace at that time where angels will support us, where we might see loved ones comforting us. Again, is that real or are those visions or are those uh, manifestations of the brain reacting to death? I don't know. I don't know for sure. I have ideas. But again, work it through the Bible. Read the Bible. i got to read that uh, Stephen thing that Caboose mentioned. That might shed some light. By the way, all roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again.
4: And around the world, WAEB Allentown. Available anywhere you want to listen on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. News Radio 790.